0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: In five, four, three, two,
0: 1. It's
1: time for the rundown with Bob Sanders.
3: Well, we're waiting.
2: into the rundown it is the thursday edition here on fox sports radio 1400 around the world in the iheart radio app my name is rob sanders yes yes they let somebody with a voice like mine actually on the radio imagine that <laughs> one of my friends told me that today that was like huh how does someone who sounds like a cat that fell into a blender maybe that's not the thing i should say but I don't have the greatest voice in the world, I admit that. But I do have a radio show, imagine that. We'll take your calls this afternoon. Lots of stuff to get into, including Odell Beckham Jr. may be the dumbest man alive. Not to be followed up uh, by Antonio Brown. What happens to wide receivers when they get into the NFL? They just, they just get stupid i mean he really is with the stuff that we've heard hey i'm gonna give out money and then lsu let's be honest they lied about it and said hey what we uh that that was like uh you know play money like monopoly money and then joe burrow was like no no it's not it's not it's not fake money Can you like? Can you imagine the players if they were sitting there on the sidelines, and Odell Beckham Jr. walks up to them and gives them Monopoly money? Are you serious? What a load of crap that was. Anyway, we'll get into that momentarily this afternoon. That may be the 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 year is new. We're what sixteen days into the new year here. That is that is by far. The dumbest sports move of the year so far. The dumbest thing that I've seen in sports right now is Odell Beckham Jr. Congratulations, sir. You are number one. That is where you are. So, yeah, shout out to Odell Beckham Jr. for being a complete idiot. But you know what? I do have some good things that we'll go over today. It's been kind of a monumental weekend basketball for both South Carolina and Clemson. Can you think of a week and and I can't where Gamecock basketball and Clemson basketball both knocked off you know perennial basketball blue bloods sort of like uh, w- w- you know Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina in a span of a week North Carolina, Duke and Kentucky all three of those teams lost to a team from the Palmetto State that's pretty impressive in my book. It really is. So, last night was an interesting game with uh, Jermaine Cousinard coming up with the game-winning shot and winning it for the South Carolina Gamecocks, who at times during that game looked pretty pathetic. I, I mean, let's be honest. They didn't really look that great. But then they come out and put up a lot of points in the second half, rallied back from down 14, and then all of a sudden they pull out the win over Kentucky with a game-winning bank shot at the buzzer from 33, from 30 feet out from Jermaine Cousinard. Cousinard talked a little bit last night about that game-winning shot.
3: Frank told me. Whenever, if they score, just get to out of that spot and go. Try to get downhill as uh, fast as you can, but they all, all the players came up to half court, so Lon- Alonzo kind of said, like, a little scream for me, and I just drove, and I one drew pull-up.
2: Amazing shot, and, you know, I-, I like to consider myself somewhat of a basketball player, but not along the lines of I could play in college, but, I mean, I used to be able to shoot the basketball a little bit. The shot that the kid from Kentucky hit was, in my opinion, a lot harder than the shot that uh, Cousinard hit. I mean, he basically drove as fast as he could to get across half court and was aiming for the backboard just to see if he could bank it in. And it worked out for him. It's a good shot. Playing downhill, he did a great, great job. And it was interesting because yesterday... We had this clip from Frank Martin about Cousinard and the kind of player that he is. Personality, <laughs> uh,
1: fearlessness, aggression, all the things that, that I'm struggling to find with our guard play right now.
2: Well, he found it with him last night as he scored 27, 26 points to lead the way for the Gamecocks as they pick up the win there. Uh, Martin, by the way, did have some good words for his guards last night. As uh, the Gamecocks get the win over the Wildcats,
1: but I'm 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 really happy for three guys because uh, they're unbelievably committed to what I ask them to do. They're great teammates. They got courage, and they uh, uh, they they've got a desire to compete. Uh, and these three guys have made great plays for us today. And that's Jermaine, T.J. Moss, and Justin Minaya. Uh, uh, You know, seeing Justin. Make shots. Uh, you couple that with his competitive edge, and it's it's the way the game should be played. It's it's rewarding when 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 good things happen to guys like Justin. And uh, but uh, uh, a lot of credit to our guys that, that we can obviously play a team as good as Kentucky. And uh, and and even though we got down, have the courage to keep fighting and win. Uh, Jermaine is learning how to play college basketball. Uh, he His feelings were hurt in November because it's harder than he thought it was going to be. And then the ball wasn't going in for him. So he got a little timid and passive. And leading into Christmas, he was really starting to play better. And he's practicing better. And coming off of Christmas, uh, I probably should have started him at Tennessee. I probably should have because he's been that good and so committed to what we're doing. So uh, as a coach... When kids work hard, you want them to be rewarded because that doesn't. If you keep losing, it breaks their spirit, and and that's the hardest thing to manage as a coach. Is, it's not hard to manage when you got guys that don't compete to win. That, that's easy to manage. When guys are laying it on the line for you in practice and in games, but the ball just won't go in. Like we almost lost today because we couldn't make a free throw coming down the stretch. We had two bad defensive possessions, but we missed. A second of two free throws, and then AJ missed two, so we missed four free throws in the last 50 seconds of the game. You know, uh, we that forced us to make that hail mary. But I'm 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 really happy for our guys, and and happy for Jermaine because he could have joined the club and stayed quiet and passive, and he's refused to do that. He's taking ownership of our team, um, and uh, as a coach, I wish I'd, I I probably should have given him uh, more ownership a little sooner than I did.
2: Coach Frank Martin on Jermaine Cousinard and the big shot he hit last night. You know, sometimes it's good to hear from the opposing side. Kentucky's coach uh, John Calipari had these comments, and it, it's for a guy that's won a lot of games. Uh, his comments were kind of interesting last night as uh, his team falls for the first time at SEC play.
0: The lack of discipline that we have, especially offensively guys breaking off stuff, doing their own thing. We're up 10, we call stuff, and they just do, you can't play that way in a big time game. Um, We had some guys that the game was a little bit above them. Um, They couldn't come up with rebounds and balls, which I thought they would. But you got to give South Carolina credit. They never stopped. I thought we had them when it was 14, and let's get this to 20, and they didn't stop. Um, You know, we left number 10 on. for you that know me. Ballside corner, we never leave ballside corner. We don't leave ballside corner. We left ballside corner twice for him to get two threes. I, I I don't understand where that breakdown was. But again, we're on the road, it's a hostile environment. We had some young guys, some inexperienced guys. Everybody on the floor is inexperienced, but you know, we're trying to, you know, figure out a way to just stay in the game and win. And I gotta give them credit. They had free throw shooters who don't make free throws. Made every free throw. Made every free throw. And we had guys that make free throws missing free throws. And, you know, but they deserved to win the game. It would have been a shame if we'd have somehow thrown one in and won the game. I'd have been happy, but it would have been a shame. Frank did a great job in this game.
2: Coach John Calipari from the Kentucky Wildcats as they come to Columbia and they lose. If you want to respond to the game last night, 803 978 1832. This is the most like. And I don't know what term I can use without offending people, but I guess the Jekyll and Hyde show is the best terminology I can come up with for this basketball team. They are all over the place. They they're they're going to play Texas A and M this weekend. They could win by twenty. They could lose by twenty. No one would be shocked either way. That is the weird the weird thing about this basketball team. With with South Carolina. Now, Clemson, on the other hand, Clemson is is a team that they can be in any game if they're hitting the three-point shot. If the Tigers are not hitting the three-point shot, they're most likely going to lose every conference game they play because they run out there with a small lineup and teams eventually will get to them with size and everything else. Horrible matchups for them are like teams like Florida State, um Syracuse has a good big man. That'll be a tough matchup. They don't really have anybody that can go down and and bang in the paint and and pull out a win. It's just not not going to happen for them. But it is um if they are hitting the three-point shot, they are uh, pretty much they have a chance to win just about any game they play. But South Carolina on the other hand, last night they won with Mike Coatesar is a guy that didn't score a point. A.J. Lawson had five points. Jair Bolden didn't score, didn't play, and yet they still won. I don't know if that says a lot more about Frank Martin's coaching or or what. Maybe they've just got so much depth down there because if you told me we were playing pickup ball, the first player that I would pick from South Carolina would be A.J. Lawson. And then go from there. Anyway, putting a wrap on that game, of course, the next up for the Gamecocks is Texas A&M. That is uh, on Saturday. Clemson will play at NC State. Can they keep the Tobacco Road magic going there? Winning, uh, They already won once over NC State. If they win that second game and get the sweep, oof. Maybe the Tigers are building a resume. I don't know. I I honestly don't know if they can continue to play like they've been playing. So, the net rankings are interesting because I want to check those out. And South Carolina, after last night's game, going into it, they were like 125. And then they definitely moved up. I I I forgot to check. I'm pulling them up now for you. This is called live radio, my friends. But South Carolina moves up from 121 to 109 in, that, uh, in, that, in, the, in the net rankings. They're still behind Missouri, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Kentucky, LSU, Arkansas, and Auburn. So they're still near the bottom of the conference, but they sure didn't move up. By the way, Alabama last night, Alabama, they win over Auburn.
3: In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Tigers, giving them their first loss of the season, winning 83-64. to The big thing with that is now San Diego State, a team that none of us will watch because none of us are up that late to watch Mountain West games is the last undefeated team in the country. Congratulations to them. I don't know what that gets you. Maybe they get a set of steak knives. I don't know. But they are the last undefeated team in the country. So I, I guess, here, here you go. Here's your prize. There we go. Congratulations to you. I think that uh, it is interesting to be this late in the season. I mean, we're almost, we're what, 15 days from February? February. Which means we're right in the heart of conference play, and they pick up, Auburn picks up their first loss of the season. They're going to be a tough basketball team the rest of the way. All right, so if you want to respond on the games, 803 978 1832, 803 978 1832 is the number to call. The uh, other interesting note today, we've already talked a little bit about, the. Uh, there's an arrest warrant issued for Odell Beckham Jr. This guy is the epitome of silly. After the game, he was handing out cash to a few players on the field. Joe Burrow revealed to Barstool Sports that he received money from the Browns' receiver. According to WDSU, Travers Mackle, the New Orleans Police Department is issuing a simple battery warrant for Beckham because he allegedly made contact with a security guard in in the uh, locker room. There's a video circulating on social media that shows Beckham involved in a bizarre exchange with the guard. Beckham apparently slapped the guard on his butt in the video. Wait wait a minute. So you're you're in the locker room, and you're going to slap the guard on his butt. Wow. And, of course, the guard's like, yeah, I'm going to issue a... uh, I'm going to make a report. You can't be slapping me on my butt. So apparently there's an arrest warrant has been issued for him. He's being charged with simple battery. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. It'll be interesting to see how the New Orleans PD handles the situation with Beckham. Is he going to go down there? Do you go down and turn yourself in for that? Hey, guess what? I slapped a cop on the butt. And the cop, like, said, okay, I'm going to press charges. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was giving college players money on the sideline, too. And you wonder why, and I know Cleveland man listens to the show, and he's going to think I'm just, ra- you know, railing against his Browns. But you wonder why the Browns suck. It's because of stuff like this. They end up with yahoos, man. Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, whatever the heck he called himself. He was an idiot out there there kicking, kicking extra points in preseason games. Now I read where he's trying to be a kicker in the XFL. This is why the Browns suck. All right, we're taking your calls this afternoon. If you want to talk about the basketball game, if you want to talk about anything with Odell Beckham Jr., what do you think the penalty should be for that? I love the Clemson fans that have been on social media, and I've seen you. I've seen you out there, where you're talking about. Oh, they stepped to four for the national championship game. Now make sure that you get it right. I didn't say that. There are Clemson fans that are like, oh, up, oh, up, oh, they're cheating. <laughs> it, my friends, is a mess, an absolute mess. We'll take your calls this afternoon here on the rundown if you want to talk about any of those things. And I've got more stuff here. I've got stuff with uh, the cheating scandal in MLB. We'll get into that. Felipe Franks may be staying in conference. He's going to leave Florida and go somewhere else. Imagine that. Also, a website ranked the SEC coaches heading into 2020. Where do you think Will Muschamp ends up on that list? We'll have that for you and a lot more in just a moment. You are listening to The Rundown. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Appreciate you joining me this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app, yes, you can dial up this show from anywhere on the planet, literally. You can be like, look, I can listen to this idiot back in Colombia. I'm over here on vacation in, like, San Francisco, which has happened. But you can listen anywhere. The iHeartRadio app, it is for you. It is the gift that keeps on giving. You can listen to whatever you want. If you like my buddies on the morning rush on WCOS down the hall... You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. If you want great news and information from our sister station, News Radio 560 W V O C 103.5 FM W V O C. Of course, with my buddies Gary David and Christopher Thompson. Christopher Thompson is great because he like like I come on here and I I, I, I know a good bit about what I'm talking about, but Toph is like he's like a li- librarian of sports information. He knows all of that stuff. It's crazy. The crazy the stuff he knows. So, be sure to check that out. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. But you can listen on the iHeartRadio app. You know, this is kind of an interesting uh, bit here. This uh, website um, put out the power rankings for the coaches through uh, in the SEC as we head into the 2020 season. Where do you think Coach... Will Muschamp ended up on this list. We'll start with number 14. They've got Sam Pittman Pittman at Arkansas. And they talk about how it's not personal. Basically, he's unproven as a head coach. We don't really know what he's going to do. We have no clue. Then they have Elijah Drinkowich, which they're calling him uh, Coach Drink. My buddies from the Mazadcast. Of course, you can listen to that on the iHeartRadio app as well. They call him Coach Drink up there, but they give him the nod above Pittman because he's actually been a head coach. Pittman was like an offensive line coach or something, so that's interesting too. Uh, Number twelve is Derek Mason from Vanderbilt. That guy is just—he's just destined to be number twelve. It's just been a tough, tough year for Derek Mason. Number eleven, ladies and gentlemen, is Will Muschamp. Yes, Will Muschamp, according to this article, and I will read it to you. It's not what I wrote. It's just what the article says. Dead man walking? Perhaps. Muschamp might already be gone if not for that Georgia win. The question now is whether he can move on from consecutive disappointing seasons and save his job. In a division that looks like it has a solid four to five programs ahead of South Carolina right now, another bowl-less season won't cut it. Muschamp might have been saved by his buyout in 2019, and perhaps a defense that showed signs of promise, but last year confirmed the belief many said about him being better suited to be a coordinator than a head coach. Wow, that stings. I I mean, I guess. I guess. Jeremy Pruitt's at number 10, and having him there kind of makes sense. Because when you look at the guys that are ahead of him, they've got Lane Kiffin from Ole Miss at number 9. I think Kiffin's going to take fire down there at Ole Miss. The quarterback they've got is, I think, the fastest human being alive. This guy, I can't remember his name because he's so quick that you can't see it anyway on the jersey. But if he could teach this kid to throw a little bit, they're going to be pretty outstanding down there at Ole Miss. Gus Malzahn they have at 8. I think that's a little low for Gus Malzahn. Mark Stoops from Kentucky is at 7. Okay. I think that Kentucky right now is a better football program overall than South Carolina. Simply because of Mark Stoops. I think he's one of the top 15 coaches in the country. And I think that they're developing a sense of uh i I don't know like a sense of hey we we can be a football and a basketball type school i really believe that now kentucky is going to be a basketball school i had lunch downtown uh yesterday and there was a lot of guys uh in kentucky shirts downtown they care about their basketball up there but i think they care about football as well so mark stoops at kentucky he's right there on the list at number 6 Mike Leach from Mississippi State he hasn't done enough in conference to even be that high so that kind of makes you wonder a little bit Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M at number 5 the, I think he's just riding the coattails of what he did at Florida State um he really hasn't been that great at Texas A&M I mean is Texas A&M something you would write home about I don't think so Dan Mullen is I think at number 4 here is Should be ranked ahead of Kirby Smart. Dan Mullen went into Florida. They were kind of a gong show. Took him to two straight 10-win seasons just like that. The man can coach. Kirby Smart is at number 3 and should not be there. When you have an embarrassing loss like they did to South Carolina and then get run out of the Georgia Dome, that's just tough. Especially with the recruiting classes he's got. Should be higher than that. I mean he should be ranked lower than where he's at because his team should be better than what they are. And right now they're not very good. Ed Orgeron at LSU is number two. Look, you can make an argument about Alabama being number one with Nick Saban, and that's where Alabama is. But Ed Orgeron at two makes a lot of sense to me. But the reality is is that the big thing for him for his team this year was beating Alabama. They barely beat Alabama. And it's the first time in nine games that that program has beaten Alabama. So with that, I mean, let's be honest, LSU is kind of the flavor of the month. It's a great flavor. Don't call and say that you were screwed over by the refs. I don't want to hear that either. Not in the mood to hear it. There are two programs, and then there's everybody else. It's Alabama and Clemson right now. They are the two best programs in college football. That's it. Everybody else is trying to catch up. LSU is going to take a huge step back next year. Joe Burrows is an amazing player, once-in-a-lifetime type player. And when you lose a guy like that, not to mention Grant Delphit, the receivers they got, they're losing seven starters off that team that are heading to the NFL draft. When you lose seven of your 22 starters, that's not good. And they're going to have a time where they drop off. Alabama and Clemson, on the other hand, return the lion's share of their team, and they will continue to be at the top of the pecking order in college football. If you want to respond, give us a call at 803-978-1832. You can also sound off on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. That's kind of where I see it right now. I, do you think that number 11 is too uh, too low for Coach Will Muschamp? I think it's about right. But then again, I'm in the camp of the best move for uh, Will Muschamp right now is that he was able to convince Jordan Burch, one of the number 1 players in the country, to come to South Carolina. I don't think that he stays with South Carolina if South Carolina went another direction. Shout-out to the folks watching on Facebook Live, including Ken and Melanie. We appreciate you uh, checking out the show. You can also call us on the phones, as I said, at 803-978-1832. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk will be joining us today at 4 o'clock. Be sure to check out his show. He's got all kinds of great stuff there. His website, by the way, is ClemsonSportsTalk.com. All kinds of great Clemson information. And what's so cool about it is uh, it's kind of like the great mobile interface, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you're running around on your iPhone or your Droid, You've got it right there. You can check it out. Very easy to look at. Clemsonsportstalk.com. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400.
3: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? they are also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
1: plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission?
2: Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. The song, like, I don't know why. it just kind of gets your head like, whoa, whoa, what are we going to do next? That's kind of what I feel about uh, this show sometimes. I don't know where I'm going half the time. That's all right, though. I'll tell you what, we are going to talk a little baseball here for a minute. Now, I know, I know everybody's like, Rob, I love some football. And, yeah, I'm going to give you my picks for the NFL coming up tomorrow. By the way, if you would have taken my picks last weekend, you would have won 75% of the time. I'm just saying. You know, what? if you hit 300, you go in the Hall of Fame in baseball. Yeah, I'm at 75% on my playoff picks last weekend. What? I'll give you my picks tomorrow, right here on the rundown. So, this sign-stealing scandal in baseball is absolutely amazing to me. There's so many different aspects of it where the Houston Astros were cheating. It's not a legend anymore. They were actually cheating. They were cheating in 2017, stealing signs and using like a, like video technology to do it. There's so many things that are out there, and you just look around, and you're like, ugh. Now, let me make sure that I put this out there, and I think I've said this before. If you can stand on second base and lead off, and the catcher is giving away whatever uh, sign, that, uh, and you can, you can motion to the batter. I think the best example that I've seen of it is George Brett. I feel like I'm one of the old-timers now where I'm talking about guys that aren't playing anymore. But George Brett could pick up the pitches. If he'd hit a double, he'd lead off from second, and he could tell what the catcher was sending to the pitcher. And then he would take off his helmet... If it was a fastball, he would tap his side, you know, something like that to let the guy know at the plate, okay, it's not a fastball, whatever. So the guy at the plate knows what's coming, which makes it a lot easier to hit a baseball. Well, this thing is going crazy now with everybody in Major League Baseball. Apparently, the Astros have, hot, have fired A.J. Hinch, the, the Boston Red Sox parted ways with Alex Cora. Now the New York Mets have parted ways with Carlos Beltran, their manager. He didn't get suspended from baseball, but clearly he supposedly benefited from it. And he steps down. Kind of crazy. Interesting stuff there on that. My thing with the Mets, though, and with all these other teams... I feel bad for the pitchers, because the pitchers were basically hung out to dry on this, meaning that these guys knew exactly what was coming, and it ends up affecting the way that uh, those games went. Now, I don't know. I'm not saying that we should go and take down the banners, but imagine if you're a pitcher and if you can keep your ERA under, I don't know, or an, an innings limit, let's say that if you get to 300 innings, that you get a million-dollar bonus, which happens sometimes in the majors, okay? But let's say you face the Astros the last week of the season, and you need five innings, but you can only make it four because they've been stealing your signs and they're able to light you up. That's the kind of stuff that's just not fair. Now, the guys that took advantage of that, I mean, I just told you earlier, it's okay to cheat because it is if you're doing it and uh, as without using elect uh technology, that makes the most sense to me. Okay? When you're leading off at, from second and you're able to make the uh make figure out what the sign is and you can get in in a signal to the batter and then go from there, that's awesome. I think that's part of the game. It's the catcher's responsibility. It's the pitcher's responsibility not to tip off what pitch he's throwing on that. But when there's video footage, that's wrong. I know I sound like I'm like the awful parrot here. Don't cheat, but cheat. Cheat, but don't cheat. Whatever. But how far does this scandal go, and how many other people are involved? Because I assure you, it's not just the Houston Astros, it's not just Carlos Beltran. It's a mess across Major League Baseball. And this is not what they really need right now with baseball getting to the point where we've got uh, what, like a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting? Just over a month. This should be the time where everybody's like looking at their team, and it's like, "Oh, Mal, what do we got? What are we gonna take here? What are we gonna do? Who's uh, who's gonna hit in front of Freddie Freeman?" That's if you're a Braves fan. That's the big thing. But instead, we're talking about idiots stealing signs. If I'm the commissioner, you already you blackballed an an Atlanta Braves executive for life for stuff with trades, how far should this go? Let's head out to the phones. Good afternoon. Welcome to the rundown. Hello. All right, we'll have to check our, check our phones out at the break here. But how far does it go? We'll uh, We'll be talking about this for a while. We really will. It's going to be interesting to see how the commissioner deals with it i i don't know you ban people and then things happen i I can tell you this though and i don't think i'm in the minority here i think what the astros did is far worse than what pete rose did yet pete rose has a lifetime ban and the astros they still get to hang their championship banner and everything else. But what Pete Rose did is not nearly as bad as what these guys did. It's an absolute shame. It's an absolute shame. They took away from the integrity of the game. Pete Rose bet on his own team. If Major League Baseball wants to get, rid- get some folks back into the game, especially folks my age, Like my buddy Lewis that's watching on Facebook now. I know he's a baseball guy too. If you want to get a lot of us back, bring a a guy back like Pete Rose and hammer these people that were realistically cheating. Hammer them and let, let Pete Rose have his redemption story. That's the way to go. We'll take calls after the break if you want to get involved with that. This is not what baseball needs right now. It just doesn't make sense. But I will definitely take your calls on the Major League Baseball because it is a scandal. It's out and outright cheating, and it's sad. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Last night, ladies and gentlemen, I retweeted a picture of Sergeant Slaughter in the Cobra Clutch. From Coach Frank Martin with the Gamecocks. And now Sergeant Slaughter follows me on Twitter. I'm the happiest man alive today on the social media front. If Sergeant Slaughter can follow me on Twitter, you can too. If you don't, I might have to get the Sarge to put you in the camel clutch. I'm at Rob Sounds Good on Twitter. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to The Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. If you want to call us up on the Major League Baseball scandal, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on The Rundown, I am Rob Sanders. As I said, be sure to follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds good. Of course, we've got tons of great stuff that uh, we've talked about today. The big win over South Carol- for South Carolina over Kentucky. Who saw that coming? <laughs> Jermaine Cousinard driving the lane or driving the line, man, knocking it out. Good stuff there. Of course, South Carolina has Texas A&M this weekend. If they can beat Texas A&M, they will move to what? one and two and three in conference play something like that maybe they can develop themselves a tournament resume you never know the non-conference portion of the schedule by the way is just uh, all right you don't really know what your team is until after the christmas break they go home get some eggnog come back and are they ready to go that's the big thing 803 978 1832. 803 978 1832. If you had to pick today, who do you think would be the team that would make the NCAA tournament? Would you go with South Carolina or would you go with Clemson? For me, I think the easier pick is to go with, Cle- go with South Carolina because I think they have more depth. And I think they got a big man in Mike Coatsar. And I think they've got a guard rotation. They can go with Cousinard, who we've seen can take it to the rack. Or, and of course, uh, Bryant, who's done some great stuff. And then A.J. Lawson, once he comes out of it, man, you're good to go. I think that's, that's the better pick, in my opinion. But Clemson's a lot of fun to watch if they're hitting threes. Because they seem to just gel more when that happens they they're, they're that kind of team where if they're shooting the three ball they're tough to beat too ask duke they'll tell you about that 803-978-1832 803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on fox sports radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio radio app Of course, we'll take your calls up until uh, it's time for Lawton Swan with Clemson Sports Talk. If you want to join us there for that. I've got a couple other little things we'll get into today. First of all, Justin Fuente, there was talk that maybe he would leave Virginia Tech, really? I don't know about all that. But apparently, there's kind of a domino effect with Matt Rule leaving for Baylor. And the Chicago Bears, or excuse me, the Bears, of course, looking for a, uh, a new head coach. Would Fuente jump for that? He was named the ACC Coach of the Year back in 2016 when the Hokies won the Coastal Division. Then it was kind of like he was flat. People, a lot of people didn't really think much about him. But could he jump to Baylor? Apparently Not. On Thursday morning, he posted a photo of the Virginia Tech coaching staff with the following caption, 2020, hashtag, let's go. Or 2020, just let's go. I guess that means, hey, he's going to stay there. I wonder how good Matt Rule's going to be for the Carolina Panthers. you got to give David Tepper credit. Making a big hire like that and then getting this guy that was the passing game analyst at LSU. And having him come in as your offensive coordinator, what? It's, yeah. Big risk, high reward, or you could just suck. Could be just that, too. I read something else today, too, that was interesting. I wanted to share with you today Cam Newton. They may try to trade Cam Newton. I think that's what I read. Cam Newton is, there's two Cam Newton stories today that are kind of interesting. The first is, the Panthers expect to trade him in March according to an article from MSN. But, according to the NFL media's Ian Rappaport, the expectation is that Carolina will trade Newton once he's healthy. That could come as early as March. He's 30 years old, set to count as $21 million cap hit. Yeah, I'm sure that With his list of injuries, that's not what you want. And then Cam Newton allegedly had two women pregnant at once. What? How do you manage that? Well, I think we all know. We don't have to be X-rated. This is a family show. But apparently, he had, shortly after he welcomed his fourth child with his girlfriend, Kia Proctor, last October... The public began to speculate about the status of their long-term relationship. Many suspected the two had called it quits. However, neither party confirmed. The rumors were given new life when Newton was noticeably missing from Proctor's annual family Christmas photos. And it was discovered, discovered that she removed all images of the athlete from her Instagram account. The two have also unfollowed each other. Yeah. Now rumors of a secret baby with another woman have risen to the surface. That's where we are now. 803-978-1832. Apparently Cam Newton doesn't have a job anymore and is allegedly welcomed his fifth child with fitness model Lorena Shaw this past summer. If the reports are true, it would mean that Shaw and Proctor were pregnant at the same time that's not what you want. 803 978 1832 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Two stories that Cam Newton doesn't want to hear. Basically, you got caught up with two women and oh by the way, we're gonna trade you from the Carolina Panthers because we think that you're not very bright. But um but um but um hey Interesting stuff there. All right, so tomorrow on the Rundown, we'll have our NFL picks. I'm going to try to get a, a good guest for Friday. And uh, so it we'll won't just be me railing off things this afternoon. We'll talk about anything that comes up in the world of sports, just like we always do. Look ahead to the NFL playoffs this weekend. The, the NFC and AFC Championship Games. Green Bay leaves the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field to go out to San Francisco. Where they will play the 49ers, and then in our other matchup, the Tennessee Titans will be on the road as they play at the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That game's gonna be cold up there. Anyway, we'll have that the full rundown on that tomorrow for you as we get set up for the weekend. We'll also preview the South Carolina basketball game with Texas A&M, the Clemson basketball game with North Carolina State. We'll wrap all of that up for you right here on the rundown tomorrow. Be sure to follow me on Twitter. Sergeant Slatter does. You should too. 803 uh, On Twitter, I'm at Rob Sounds Good. About to give you the phone number again. We're out of time. But follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown tomorrow on Fox Sports Radio 1400.